Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Shopify. You know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, there's a lot of dice rolling, there's a lot of talk, a lot of improv. There's also a lot of merch. This was something that we weren't really thinking about when we first started out, but when it came time to build out a merch shop, there was only really one place to go, which was Shopify. Shopify is basically what runs our web store. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage, I remember those days, to the first real-life store stage, we will never have a brick and mortar but you know a lot of people have brick and mortars a lot of people sell things at like craft fairs and farmers markets shopify's there too shopify's there to help you grow whether you're selling pottery or bespoke custom DD dice sets available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com well, shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system wherever and whatever you're doing shopify has you covered and our zip up hoodie selection available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com will also have you covered Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is like an AI tool they have, which can help you write better product descriptions, set up FAQs, email generation. So a little story, as you know, you know, we had our third party fulfillment company blow up uh, at the end of last year and we're with DFTBA now. And one of the things that was great about Shopify was that the back end, the thing that handles all of the, you know, the order flow and all that stuff was very easily transferable. So from a business standpoint, the only thing that changed was where our inventory is stored and where it's shipping out from, but all the back end management has basically stayed the same. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 different countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to help support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Buckle your bracers and lash your lariats. It's time once again for the Family Murder Sports Play of the Day. Brought to you by Bullywugs. The sun is shining and temperatures are rising, which means it's time to find your go-to summer cocktail. So why not a tropical gelatinous cube? For limited time only at your local participating Bullywugs, 64-ounce tropical gelatinous cubes are buy one, get one free. But hurry, this offer's only good while supplies last. You know what they could do when they run out of cubes? What's that? Split one of those gelatinous cubes in half. Get two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they could. <laughs> anyway. Today's play comes all the way out from Swankery Hill, where two longtime rivals face off, Ron Stampler and Willie Stampler, meeting one-on-one for some tense emotional conversation. That's father and son right there. The stakes could not be higher. Now watch this play right here by teammate Glenn Clarks. We don't need a fucking layup finger on you, loser. We got a goblin army on the way already. Invokes a goblin army. And I know what you're thinking. Does this guy know how this game works? Threatening what is clearly a high-level sorcerer with goblins? Willie thinks he sniffs some weakness here and almost casually pounces on the opening. Goblins? I fucking eat goblins for breakfast. Oh, what's this? Uh Uh-oh. Close with a big grin on his face, knew it was coming, has Willie right where he wants him, and moves in with the kill shot. You mean goblin on these nuts? Game, set, and match. TKO, this fight is over. That crowd going absolutely bananas. Let's go now to the post-fight interview. You went for a D's nuts right off the top. An insanely risky move, but it paid off for you tonight. What was your strategy coming into the fight? Yeah, I've just been doing a lot of training, uh, working on fundamentals. You know, I knew we couldn't go long against this guy head-to-head, so uh, when I saw the opening early in the round, you know, sometimes it's just there, you gotta take it. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say to your fans watching at home? Close will never die. My name will ring immortal throughout all of time. Nick, if you're out there, we did it, baby! And that's the play of the day. When we return, superstar singer, businessman, and stepfather, we go deep into the mind of Ron Stampler. That's coming up next. Stick around. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about. Okay, let me do the math here really quick. Three dads, one of their friends from our world, and one rat from the other world that they got into (laughs) on a quest to rescue their lost son. Time out, time out. It's four dads, and the rat does not get. I don't know that it's about the rat. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a dad because of the rat. You're a rat daddy. Yeah, yeah. And the rat's part of the equation. On a quest to rescue their lost sons and Take stay me. friends with their rat kid. Freddy's drunk with power. He's just throwing his rat in at the How top of the, the credits. How does the rat get into the billing, but our sons yeah, don't? We don't say I do. it's a They podcast. rescue their lost sons. It should be yeah, four true. dads who rescue their lost sons and rat son. Well, the, rest the, of the rat realm. sons rescued, hey, though. Who rescued who with the rat? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Who rescued mm. who? True, 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 true. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard dad of the group. Uh, this week's Glenn Facts, Glenn's favorite Disney World attraction, mm. an old one, Adventure Through Inner Space. That was the ah. old one where you could fly around through your, your little thing and you're flying through the body and uh, the CG's oh, real bad. I barely remember that uh, one. Yeah, that, a lot of people barely remember, but Glenn remembers that one. Mostly because he was fucking baked and he thought that one wasn't Actually, a real ride. He thought that was real. That one, he thought that it's one was real. <laughs> yeah, because afterwards he's like, it was so good. It's like I was in my body. He's been chasing that high ever since, baby. Damn. Oh, that was it? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. That it was... <laughs> we want more. You we should, want you, more you, Glenn. You should Matt. get like a good like four minutes when you start talking for me oh, to figure things out. And I'll go, and I'll go, hey, everybody, uh, this is Matt figment. Arnold. He likes Figment. What's Figment? Figment's the little dragon. Who's figment like D's the nuts. The mascot of imagination with the birch? No way. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Matt Arnold, real dad, Matthew Arnold, playing fictional dad, uh, Daryl Wilson, who is a stay-at-home coach dad who became a barbarian upon entering the uh, this magical world.
world of whimsy and fantasy and dragons and uh, whatnot. Dungeons. Um, and goblins. So I really enjoyed um, how easy it was to come up with dad facts when I came up with like a theme. So I got another theme that's going to last oh, me a good, okay. a, good, a good seven weeks here. Okay. Oh my I'm going to dive into the prime examples of each of the seven deadly sins with Daryl. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I'm here for it. Yep. I love it. So easy one first. Let's talk about gluttony. Kind of Daryl's big one. Daryl uh, handles a lot of his stress with food. And back to the old classic Charleston Chew. So the most calories Daryl has ever eaten in uh, one day is when he first brought Grant to middle school. He had stocked up at the grocery store and he had a full pack of all the full bars of Charleston shoes and we dropped Grant off for the first time. Grant walked away and didn't say like, I love you because he was embarrassed. <sighs> and Daryl ate the entire box oh, of Charleston no. shoes on the way home. Well, oh. mostly on the way home, but he only got through about a third of it. So he just sat in the driveway and oh, ate the other two thirds of Charleston shoes. Take these sad death facts. <laughs> was, oh, no. like was it like a Costco pack? Yeah, people, if you've bought a bar of Charleston shoes, they've seen the box. It's like a good 24 bars. I really respect the idea of like keeping track of the most calories you've ever eaten. Because like if I'm ever in a position where I'm like, this is up there, I'm not thinking about <laughs> it ever about again. It. I mean, <laughs> you remember your rock bottom. You remember the rock bottom. That's the rock bottom. Aww. Hey everyone, I'm Will Campos, uh, official voice of Henry Oak, the Birkenstock rocking, crunchy munchy nature druid dad of the dads. My Henry fact this week, just to lift us up, I'd like to talk about Henry's favorite person on earth, Alma. All my um, favorite sentient beings on the earth and in the universe. That's right. <laughs> Henry loves everyone. Everyone equally. <laughs> I like that none of you took the bait. No, uh, yeah, no, absolutely we none of us. We just got D's nuts in. We're all on it. I'm healing. <laughs> Hi, my name is Beth May, and I play Ron Sampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun fact about Ron this week. Actually, it's kind of a not fun fact, but it's not as not fun as you might think given the content of the last episode. Ron has a, a little scar up on the top of his head. One of those things that like literally all children have or whatever. You know, one of those like, oh, I cracked my head open jumping on the bed. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's what his mom always told him is that he got it from jumping on the bed. But now ever since finding out this information about his anchor being in his brain, he's not so sure. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what? That's not the fact. The fact is that he's not sure. He's you know? not sure. Yeah, okay. I, there like, might be like a literal thing in his brain. Yeah. Okay. We haven't heard much about Ron's mom, have we? Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, maybe we'll find out more this episode. Oh, Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> about 5,600 calories by way for that box. Oh, wow. 5,600 just for that, just for that box. Go. Oh. And that's a day. I've, but that's not the only thing he ate that day. Okay. Because I'm Daryl's like. already pretty high up there on the calories per day. So <laughs> top it off with 5,600. I'm Anthony Birch. Uh, uh, these people's dad. Hi. And uh, no, what? no, you're not. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's just it feels different now when you claim to be just our dad. Really? Like, like yeah, yeah, I have a dad. Anthony. Yeah, I do have a father, dad. <laughs> oh my god. I was speaking sort of of the characters. I'm not your dad. Once you separate out the parasocial stuff, now I'm like, now I'm not comfortable oh, with yeah, it either. Now, now we're just normal social. So I'm an all Get or nothing, dad. That's you're what we're saying. In. You're just our dungeon master. Fine, hey, dungeon fine. master. <laughs> Is that less creepy? Is that less weird? I was gonna be like, no, you could still be my dad, but now it's like worse. No, yeah. it's worse. Now. Just be Beth's dad. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Can I propose Anthony Birch, America's dad? I don't want to be dad to America. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of my Anthony son. Birch, fifth founding father. Yeah. Three hundred years to get your shit together, and it still hasn't happened. You already sound like America's dad. You're doing yeah, a good you're job. Already America's dad is Tom Hanks, and we all know that. Why okay. are we fucking around? Ah, good point. Good point. I am good the point. dad of these characters. I'm okay with that. And Beth. 
Yeah. I'm the dad of four <laughs> fictional characters and Beth May. Yep. And my dad fact is I wish I wasn't Beth May's dad. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Man. Man. No, that's just kidding. That's a little taste that we're going to get later in this episode. <laughs> This is my warning for you that Willie is still going to be in this episode, even though we haven't seen it in a while, because we're going into Ron's head and we might see some memories and Willie might be in some of those memories. So just as a warning, this could be a bummer. I mean, I thought the last one was going to be a bummer. And then Freddie maybe ruined the podcast with the funniest joke of all time. So as we are now in the post D's Nuts era (laughs) of the podcast, I've actually gone ahead and separated the seasons. We're literally A.D.'s Nuts. There was B.C. and A.D.'s Nuts. I've already uh, edited the Wikipedia so that it says reception of the podcast was more negative post D's Nuts. So to summarize what happened last time, you went to Swankery Hill to find Ron's anchor. You basically found out that the anchor that you were seeking is inside Ron's head, and you'll need to go inside Ron's head to get it out. Erin O'Neill and Vince, her two-dimensional boyfriend, decided that well, decided for you <laughs> that the smartest way to do that, you could go after the dimensional witch who cursed Vince into being two-dimensional in the first place. All right, so, okay, goodbye, Erin. I hang up the thing. The leaf. The leaf. I hang up the leaf. Do we ask Erin where the dimensional witch is? Or do we need to forget? Excuse me, one second. Hey, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Henry again. Yeah, you actually can't hang. I'm at, I choose when to not listen. So oh, it gosh. makes you feel good to hang up, but it means nothing to okay, me. Okay, well, you're always watching. So are us? you like. Any- no, I'm not. I just choose when to. Is Aaron Santa Claus in this world? <laughs> Does she hear you when you're sleeping and when you're awake? You know, I will, I'll say just, you know, maybe so we feel safer. If you could just like let us know when you're listening to us and when you're not, that, okay. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this dimensional witch? So silly us, we hung up, you know, without without asking. So yeah, it's in a little village called Oskim, which should be like half a day's walk to the north of where you are at if you're at Swinkery Hill. Sure wish we had that tractor. Yeah. It's a long walk. You could send the tractor, right? Just Did we like have a kinda... dog? Did I have a dog? What happened to our animals? Yeah, you had dog. four animals. What happened to your animals? Oh, God, what <laughs> Let's are we Let's cut leaving? to the animals now. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one that's still alive, and he's crawling forward oh, on, his, oh, on his front two paws, just starving and thirsty, just oh, trying to get no. to some water. And then we cut back, and it's all four animals watching a TV show. Oh. <laughs> And somehow they got back to Earth before you did. No. Okay, that's nice. I'm glad they're back. Yeah, they're in an Good orphanage and they're being very yeah. well loved. All right. On Earth. Okay. And then it zooms out and it's like inside a snow globe of a hospital. Yes. And you're like, or <laughs> were <laughs> they? Do you zoom out again? And that's the fantasy of the dog as it's crawling toward <laughs> water. <laughs> Oh, All the animals are fine. The animals are in an okay. orphanage. It's fine. So, or are they? Quick, it looks like a little team huddle here. First off, Ron, how how you doing, buddy? Yeah, man, that sounded pretty intense, dude. Yeah. You want to love some steam? You want to you want just like? You are know, you ready scream? to go to ask him? Should I ask him? Yeah, get it? No. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Humor's a good medicine. Was that was that funny, Ron? Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, Thanks, funniest Ron. thing that's happened all day. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Not including Ligba? Wait, no, he wasn't there for that shit. Never mind. Sorry. Peyton's not there. Oh, wait. So you. <laughs> I heard someone made a D's nuts joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was Why actually... did you leave me behind for that? That was actually funnier than what Henry just says. So oh, I guess. Yeah, 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 I mean it was. Hey, Payne, let me tell you all about it. I take Payton aside, I basically. <laughs> Yo, it's so fucking great, dude. Fill me in. Fill me in. I thought I would know what to say. And then I didn't. 
I mean, Ron, I think you did good, man. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, we know what's up. You stood up to your dad and it sounds like we know what the next step is. And like, we're going into your brain, but he's not going to be in your brain. It's going to be memories. And some of those are going to be really tough, but we're going to be right there with you. The next step to what? There's nothing. If there's no anchor that's real, if you destroy it in my brain, then uh, doesn't that mean that that I get... No, I mean, Ron, you're, you're, in your, you're in your soul. You got a soul, Ron. So Terry Jr., he's been very, very quiet. And the second that Willie showed up, he didn't speak at all. He was just sort of scared silent. He rubs his eyes and he goes, I think the anchor in your head, it's got to be something we can take out, right? And still, you're still you. I mean, he's in there and I can see why he's in there. But there's got to be a you beyond just what Willie did to you. There is, right? I mean... I don't know. Ron, hey, man, you are so much more than what you've been through, dude. I see a complete person when I look at you, man. I don't know what the answers to these questions are, but we're going to go in together. You're not going to be alone, and we're going to face them together, and whatever happens, we're going to figure if out I'm what to do. If I'm a complete person, then take him out and what's left. If I'm complete now, and you go in my head, and you take out him or destroy him what if there's nothing left of me? Well, I don't think we're going to, we're not going to destroy Willie in your head, Ron. I don't think we know what's going to be in there, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I think like Terry said, it's not going to be nothing. And, you know, I think that's going to be hard to also face also because Willie was lying. It, it wasn't nothing. There's something in there. There's something in there that we got to find and figure out and uh, we'll be there for you. I'll tell you, man, what's left a, a good husband, a good father, a good stepfather and a great man, you know, and, yeah, a, and a, pretty a brave good, a pretty guy. Good, a pretty good, Look at like everything a, a, you've done on this yeah. adventure, Ron. We gotten into fights. We've been chased around. We survived so much. You're a freaking survivor, man. All of that is you. And, you know, that's not going anywhere. It's going to be OK, man. We're going to do this together and it's going to be OK. It's going to be scary as hell, but we're there for you. OK. And uh, Ron just <laughs> goes with the flow, just kind of shuts up. And you hear the end of the conversation with Glenn and Peyton. Anyway, hear, it was oh! the most. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pin, this is the most fulfilling moment of my entire life. Oh my god! And I you can should imagine. always. Everyone should have that kind of feeling once. Yeah. All downhill from here. Erin was spying on you, and she was like, "These nuts," and I was like, "What?" And I <laughs> and I, I ran, I ran so hard and stuff, and it was worth it. Oh, I've all the times to not show up. Oh, I'll, Peyton, you'll never forgive yourself. But well done, Glenn. You know what? If you want to, you could also be my honorary son. Oh, shit. Don't tell Daryl. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't think he could take it. No, I, I mean, I heard it. I'm, I'm, oh, I mean, God damn it. No, it's okay, Payne. I love I you both it. equally. No, I mean, I hope that's not true, but like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I get that you're really excited about his joke. It's, it, was, it was really funny. This is all good. All right, well, like, let's all get going. Let's go as a team. Let's maybe have like a group song. Like we can do ninety nine bottles. A group I'm actually song. well as we're walking. Like, I love that. Yeah, Darryl. this track. Yeah, we could do ninety nine bottles. That's one. I'm a bigger fan of ninety nine bottles of booch on the wall. Oh ninety nine bottles of oh booch. Take one round, pass it around. Have really good stomach guts. Can you'll poop really well? Oh, ninety eight um, bottles hey, Glenn, of booch on the one? wall. Henry just starts walking and singing the kombucha song. The kombucha. We let Henry Which is walk. What he calls it, the kombucha. <laughs> That's song. the secret track on the Rocks Rock EP. Oh my Guys, god! Should we just let Henry walk. Yeah, it's just we're gonna, we just he gradually here. gets quieter and quieter as he goes away. And it's like, can we hear him anymore? All right, let's get going. <laughs> All right, sit around, have really good stomach poops, and you'll feel real great. It changes every. There's ninety nine <laughs> different. Daryl's trying of it. to sing along. Come on, Daryl. It's ninety nine booch. Not wait, ninety nine. Bottles of booch on the wall, 99 bottles, bottles of booch. booch. You drink one down, not good as beer, but you poop much better than that. 
That's right? sure. Yeah. yeah. Do it, yeah. That's the whole point is you do it up freestyle All on, right, the, on the last part. Glenn, hit me. No. <laughs> Ron, 97. 97 what? Uh, bottles of booch. <laughs> I'm not looking at those. I, I'm a married man. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Daryl and Henry sing as we walk off into the distance. <laughs> The sun is setting as you come across the sleepy village of Askim, and it is not terribly difficult to find the Dimensional Witch's hut within this village because while all the other houses are seemingly normally you know, thatched roof cottages, there's one that stands out because jutting out from the roof seemingly without having actually touched the roof in any way because there doesn't seem to be any like debris or any sign that it's like jutted out seems to be a four-dimensional like hypercube like something that Whoa. seems to change perspective even as you look at it even as you and it are staying such still. as in the movie cube Two hypercube very similar to that glenn mutters i'm never a fan of brutalism oh man this looks messed up am i right wow no, what buddy? a nifty shape look it's different every I, way you look at it i don't like it. it just like how in reality you know truth changes depending on the perspective, right? I think we could all learn something from this cube. That's making me uncomfortable. You can see the flicker of a lamp inside. Or is it a lamp? Or is it a four-dimensional hyper lamp? Only one way to find out. What would you like to do? I knock. Oh, wait, I knock wait, on the wait, door. Oh, Ron knocks on the door. No, oh, okay. Who knocks on the door? I think you both did at the same we time. We both did, but because it's a four-dimensional <laughs> cube, we both knocked on it at different times in different planes of existence, but at the same time, but Ron did it and Henry did it. <laughs> so inside your skull, you hear, Yes, what is it? Wait, inside, wait, what? Explain. Echoing from inside your own skull. All of us or just Ron? All of you. Oh. you hear, oh. Yes, what is it? Oh, got my head. Ah! Oh, do I have my AirPods in? Oh, no, no, you don't. What do you want? Why I, are you here? Hi. I have you saw the dimensional witch. I thought that was going to rhyme somehow, but... Uh, oh! <laughs> it's called free verse, you piece of shit. What do you want? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know where to start, really. Um, I have do a you dad. have money? Oh, no. you have money, yeah. Well, then goodbye. Oh, uh, yes, we do. Just not too much, right, I guys? Have, how much do I mean, you want? Sounds like you have a lot. <laughs> Sounds like, despite the fact that multiple times people told you not to tell people how much money you have, you've completely failed to bluff I mean, you you're in my head. How am I supposed to bluff you? Matt made me spit take with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered in soda. <laughs> well, if you're in my head, I mean, in all of our heads, don't you know how much money we have? Yeah, there you go, Ron's riddles. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm not the kind of person who rubbishes around in people's heads without their consent. I'm speaking to you here from the fourth plane. Oh, that's good. I, I like that. Oh, okay. This is a reliable witch. I have a daddy issue, and we've got a lot of gold. Some gold? We've got some gold, and I'm trying to get this- You got a bad head thing. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay, so here's what's going on, uh, Miss Dimensional. Would you have a name, by the way? My name is Tilt Toblerona. Pleasure to meet you all. And that is from Paul Cavassier. Thank you so much, Paul. Toblerona. Well, Tilt Toblerona, we are bound to this universe by four anchors that are the result of daddy magic. And uh, Ron's father here is a warlock by the name of Willie Stampler. And we heard tell from him that... Ron's anchor is in his head. And we were like, gosh, how are we going to get into Ron's head, like into his memories and stuff? And we talked to our friend Erin O'Neill. Maybe you know her because I think you cursed her boyfriend, Vince. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is giving She didn't ask us to do anything also. She what? 
Yeah, she just said you would help us. She didn't ask you to do. Oh, did she said you to murder me? She said we were, but we're not gonna murder you guys, she right? Wants to I, murder me. I just want to be a friend. I just want to be honest, especially since you're in my head. You say you're not, but it still feels like you're in my head. Oh, don't poke around too much, Shinda. Yeah, lot please, of, please repress sins. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> one of the main reasons I don't do it. That's my issue. Ah, I see, I see. Yes. So it sounds like what you're talking about is a typical extraction of uh, possible memories or anchors or magical ephemera within one's own four-dimensional mind construct. Is that correct? Yes? Wow, that really actually covers a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you come in? And the door opens wide. And she goes, oh, close your eyes when you come in, though. You're not going to want to see this until I've come back into the third dimension. You're not going to like what you see. I keep my eyes open. <laughs> okay, so roll a, a wisdom saving throw. I have not walked in yet. I'm watching Henry walk in. I close my eyes, and I also put a finger over Nick Jr.'s eyes so that, you know what I'm saying? Because the rat. What am I rolling? You're rolling a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. I got a uh, 23. Holy shit. Holy shit. So 14 and a natural 20 wow. for my rolls. Well done. So normal mortals who have not seen an eldritch being shit creation would have probably had their eyeballs leap straight out of their skulls in order to avoid... Jack Avery style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I just saw us. Look at that wolf. woman. Um, no, because initially to your mind, what you're looking at doesn't make any sense. It's a shape that exists in two dimensions that you cannot normally perceive, except in this moment, somehow you're perceiving them, which means that everything else around you feels more fake. You're like a drawing of a two-dimensional man who suddenly just realized that he's on a piece of paper floating in three-dimensional space. Henry listens to left and center-left podcasts, so he's able <laughs> to perceive two different versions of reality at the same time. Oh, Great. So yes, having seen and heard the things that you've seen and heard. Uh, <laughs> it's actually not that bad. The hot takes that you've heard. Yeah. It's like I'm in some sort of pod save Chapo Trap America. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard takes you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Twitter threads unrolled across my entire iPad. I've watched pundits get ratioed. <laughs> <laughs> like check marks in the rain. Oh boy. It's too bad they won't sub! <laughs> but then again, who does? <laughs> Time to tweet. <laughs> we have a lot of fun here on Dungeons and Dragons. Such a weird riff. That is the weirdest riff I think we've ever gone yeah. on. All right. That was, uh, if you're young, that was Blade Runner. And if you're old, Chapo <laughs> Trap House of Pots are Oh, no. See, it's you. You can sort of tell, like, oh, cool, this is what five-dimensional existence looks like. Henry, what's it like in there? Well, I would close your eyes, Daryl. What, unless why? you listen to both Pod Save America and Chapo Trap House what and can those? handle the... Uh, <laughs> keep your eyes closed, man. But it's pretty nifty in here, you know? I'm going to keep my eyes closed. Good idea, Ron. I'm going with eyes closed. I close my eyes and I and I walk in. Okay. Actually, I close my eyes too early, so I walk into the wall. It's like a really funny pratfall. And I go, whoa. And then I close my eyes and I walk in again. Great visual comedy, <laughs> There you go. That's all for all you. Daryl's they said we so couldn't do visual comedy. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I just had to kind of throw in that sort of comedy. So as you walk in with your eyes closed, you can hear and Henry can see this five-dimensional cube resolve itself into a three-dimensional form as it folds down through the different dimensions into a third-dimensional, not cube, but a woman. An older... <laughs> We're not cubes. We're women. She folds herself down into the shape of an older uh, human woman who is hunched over and wearing a big old robe. Women are friends, not cubes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she uh, points at all of you and goes, which one was the one? Ah, yes, you, you've got, you've got the fucked up brain thing. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Uh, and she Are you talking to me or Daryl? You, the one who just asked that question. Uh, hi, I'm Ron. Oh, open your eyes now. I'm a, I'm oh, a woman oh, now. Oh, 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 hello. Sorry, yes. Hello, hi. Whoa. What's it like being, what's a, it like woman? being a woman? No, yeah. what's it like in here? No, I'll, I'll take this one, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's go, great. Go on. People on the internet always talk about how they want to see my feet. It's not undue at all. Not that, that tension's great. Keep doing it. I hate it. I bet if they see your feet, they actually put the right size on wiki feet. They're not making it seem like you got <laughs> six and a half size little wimpy feet when you actually have nine and a half uh, size nine flippers. Nine and three quarters in the European sizes. Yes. Sure, yeah. uh, when you're <laughs> actually doing goat yoga on wiki feet with your huge, big flipper feet. What and is then happening? Wiki feet? What is happening? It sounds like best wiki Feet, uh, we're, 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 about four be, we're about to be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that if I have to be on WikiFeet, which apparently I guess I have to, <laughs> then I would prefer my actual shoe size to be listed there. I well, you can proud. edit it in. Anth, if you've never been on the internet, the last thing you do is you touch your own wiki. Nobody ever touches their own. Oh, I you tried. tried. And then I couldn't get the email to not get blocked by my... <laughs> Google's by like, my there's no way you want this, right? There's no way you could possibly want the, a wiki feet. No, 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 no. This ain't for you, right? So I can verify my wiki feet sock account. <laughs> What the fuck were we talking? I'm know. sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. No, you want my brain. Yes. Okay. Come here. Come here. Come here. Do, 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 do. And she sort of parts Ron's what's little is left of Ron's hair. And one of her eyeballs bulges out of her skull. Whoa. And she goes, this is going to get a little bit weird. Try not to look at the eye. Thank you. And the eye <laughs> itself fractals into like a seemingly infinite number of smaller eyes that branch off into smaller Ooh. eyes that branch off into smaller Ooh, eyes. I don't like this. Um, don't like this at all. And then seem to disappear inside Ron's head. Ron, you don't feel any of this at all. And she goes, don't worry. You're not going to feel anything. I'm just moving into the fourth dimension for a second. Plus, to get to I'm really tough. So even if it hurt, I sure, wouldn't. Sure, you're, you're a tough boy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see it right here. I see it here. Oh, can you get really? it for us? No, I can't pick it out physically i can see it it's only going to be accessed by somebody within the mind cortex matrix itself basically there's some sort of memory here some sort of repressed sort of anchor memory that you've got here and this warlock sorcerer sounds like this looks like sorcerer magic the sorcerer seems to have anchored your anchor to this memory so you're gonna have to go inside the cortex and get there yourselves with your own consciousnesses. If, if you need to, I actually, that is a service I provide. It's a Total Rental special. You're not gonna find that from any forest witch mathematical uh, witch nerd losers. Oh, uh, my Neo. goodness. If you have to pitch women against each other, make it a dimensional witch <laughs> and a math witch. I like Erin. She doesn't like me though, and it's fair. Oh my fun. God, yes. That's what women always say when they hate each other. <laughs> Dara Wilson, by the way, nice to meet you. Hey, and, nice to, and, nice yeah. to meet you. And she shakes your hand four dimensionally, which means you feel it over your entire body. Oh, oh. so you meant over your entire life. life yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Holy That's shit. really good. Wait, yeah, you feel think, it all through every single memory you've ever had. And then I remember as a four year old, I reached my hand out. I just felt a magical hand grab my hand. I said, I think this is what I learned to shake hands before walking. That's because oh. I shook this dimensional <laughs> witch. This is yeah, the first, That's super the cool. first <laughs> contact you made when you were born is your hand was out and like you grabbed on and shook. Yeah, hand. that's how I first stood up. Your parent, your mom. You held his hand and pulled yourself yeah, up. that's how I stood up. Your mom's looking at the ultrasound and she sees the hand just go. 
that womp, 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 back and forth. I thought this was the Ron arc. I didn't realize it was the Daryl part two arc. I actually just can't speak anymore. <laughs> I just stopped talking. So it sounds like there's an anchor in the memory and we need to get into Ron's brain and access it? Like, yes. what happens once we find it? So once do you we find do? the memory and grab it, you can basically turn it three-dimensional. I can sort of summon you back out of the mind matrix, and then you'll have it physically in your hand. Whatever this object is. Whatever know. the object is, yeah. So it'll basically oh. be an object hidden within a memory. I can probably, for an extra fee, highlight that object for you so you can follow the path down the memories. Uh, and I can also basically take each of you and Ronald, your consciousness, I can sort of shrink those down into four-dimensional space and lightly, lightly tap you into the mind matrix. And then you can explore with what feels you like physical bodies, even though they're actually fourth-dimensional constructs. So you can all oh. go in and, and okay. use your abilities and talk to people and interact with things within the confines of the memories. Okay. Um, Will yeah. this make us, like, alter those memories? Uh, no. Probably not. Probably. Probably. It shouldn't. Memories are a very difficult thing to work against. You'll be able to massage things here and there, but then, Ron, you'll also have the memory of your friends being in that memory doing those things. So oh. it'll be a little bit wibbly for a while because suddenly you'll remember that you were with these guys in school or whatever, but your conscious current self will know that, oh, that can't be true. That's just because of, you know, they were in back there. So it'll feel a little bit weird. I'm not going to lie. Are all these things, these memories... How do I know that they're real? Ooh, that's a really interesting mm. question. Yeah, because memory's kind of spongy, isn't it? Yes, no, that's an exceedingly good question. The ambiguity that we feel when we try to remember something in normal three-dimensional space, that's based on our ability to sort of recall the memories themselves. It's like, imagine that all the memories are made of uh, wet ink, and when we pull them out, we're smearing them a little bit. Hmm. But the memories- Oh, it's confusing. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it, but this is for Rob. <laughs> the memories are always going to have the wet ink, and you're going to be able to go and see that ink without smearing it. So you're going to see the original memory without accidentally smearing that ink by trying to conjure it up in your current three-dimensional memory. Because <laughs> memories exist- in a quantum manifold, wherein by observing them, we alter them through the act of observation. Ron writes left-handed. It's like there's a sustained tachyon particle. I'm right-handed. And we're going to need to <laughs> construct a phase matrix in order to be able to interface with it. I just it. naturally reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, and that yes. gets where you need to go. Again, a service I provide. Daryl, I can't believe you forgot the most important part about my character, Ron Sandler, is that I am a righty. <laughs> I'm right-handed. Wait, is Ron right-handed? Yes, that's how you know I'm such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> that's the service I provide. I have a sliding scale. Let's do it. Let's I'm slide nervous. into uh, that. Uh, that'd be 200 gold for all of you then. All right. Okay. That sounds reasonable. Holy shit, you slow think down, that's reasonable? Down, Hell down, yes. Down, no, no, no. Oh, From all should, of you? I should have said more. No, 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 all together. Okay, okay. Wait, may, oh, well, maybe I should have. No, damn it, no, damn it. No. Oh, chills. You could be living in a five-dimensional mansion. Remember, it's going to be $200, and we're not going to murder you, which is what Aaron wanted us to do, but we're not going to do it. I knew she told you to oh, murder Oh, Aaron hears me. us at all times. Well, are there any leaves in here? I mean, there's one you brought in with. Oh, darn it. Oh, hey, Aaron, sorry. I mean, not sorry. We were going to do it, but. But, you know, hey, actually, Aaron. I was listening the whole time. You asked me to tell you when I was listening. Aaron, I, I can tell you now that I was listening. Hey, hey. I, I, I'm an experienced mediator. You oh know, I resolve a lot of disputes between the uh, various departments at the no, San Dimas Museum of Natural History. You know, a lot of beef between the igneous people and the sedimentary people. I think I could help, if you're ready, help you and Miss Toblerone work through these issues you're having. That is, if you're both open to it. Well, you know that there's nothing that I as a DM love more than two NPCs talking to each other. Henry, how <laughs> <a> run? <laughs> what? <laughs> what I guess we'll do that bit later. You're right, man. <laughs> what did you say? 
Is it how about Ron? I all heard was how Ron. I how Ron. All right. Well, yeah. Here's our 200 gold. You know, do we need any cool equipment or anything? That yeah. Do we get like cool jumpsuits? My, or, yeah. You so know? Like a, maybe a well, cool I mean, safety when I, when video. I put a fourth dimensional projection of you in Ron's brain. I could make you look however uh, you want. Oh yeah. Ron, what what do you want? I feel like uh, I don't yeah, know why. Your, we're yeah. poking around in your we're, head. We're your brain, buddy. Look. What do you want to remember? What do I want to remember? Uh, wait, hold on. Let me be too deep of a question. What do you want me to look like? <laughs> That's actually not a terrible question, though, because if you want them to look like something that you consider soothing or brings you calm, something that represents safety to you, then when you look back in your old memories, that's what you'll see oh, is yourself good. surrounded by oh, things I that make you feel that safe. For you. you make us whatever you want, then. Okay. Let's see. Henry, if you could be a beagle. Okay. And, um... Oh, I want to be a beagle. Can I be a beagle, too? Actually, could you be a schnauzer? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a cool dog, too. And then Glenn, um, you can just be Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all Henry right. takes a D4 of psychic damage. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, like, looks at Henry like, wait, what? Glenn's soothing? And Glenn gives a million-dollar smile and a thumbs up. Henry gives a, like, I mean... <laughs> What do you want Terry Jr. and Peyton to look like if you want them to go in with you? Terry Jr. is like, I would kind of like to go in. Yeah. Um, I think I could help. I don't know. Maybe. Terry, why don't you just look like yourself? Ah, shucks. Well, I mean, if you're going to be in my memory forever because I already know you and then I'm thinking about you in my memory, oh. then I think, you know, it'd be nice to know you back then, even though I don't know you yet in the future. But in the past, I didn't know you either. But it will be comforting if I'm existing in the past, but That's in the nice. present. Terry, like, does that thing where he, like, furrows his brow in, like, happy confusion, if you've ever done that to a usually a man, where, like, he doesn't understand yes. the feeling that he's feeling because it's happiness. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll. I can be me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, and then Peyton. Uh, I was thinking maybe Peyton could sit this one out. Sorry, but but, but I, I don't know. It just feels like it's kind of like Ron's show here, and maybe we. No, like, that's fair. And I think also there might be a lot of Willy stuff in there. And I'm not, yeah, that ain't that ain't me. Yeah. Well, I know what I'll do. It sounds like if you're getting fourth dimensionally, like what a like your bodies might be here or something, I'll, I'll protect them. And Til Tilburn was like, that's not what it's like. And she's like, no, I'll protect the bodies. I'll stay here. I'll protect them. Well, my boy dad here, Peyton, he could, I mean, you're smart. Could you like, you know, I mean, I don't want to waste some time. You maybe you could teach him something or is well, there anything you, you know, can help around maybe here? there's some tasks Peyton could help you with. And then, you know, Peyton could earn a little money or something like that. You oh, know? I was going to give her money to teach him, but that's good too. Maybe we, we could get some I money. I mean, I'm, I'm currently rolling into thanks to you, Ding Dong. But yeah, no, I got some sweeping that can be done. I have a whole host of chores I could use. A, such a strong boy. I think that's, oh my God, somebody respects me. Yes, strong boy. Yes, correct. That is me. I lean forward to Tilt and I hand her another goal and I say, he needs some help with discipline. I'm not sure how long we're going to be in here, but like if you could just like... I don't know why I'm trusting you, but we're gonna, you're, we're no pretty much we're pretty, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty much throwing ourselves at you right now. You can kill us <laughs> any second, so you know. Just say, yeah. Anyways, if you could help out, that would be great. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. I'll uh, I'll find something to do with the old scamp. You're an adult. I trust adults. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? All right. Well, if you're ready, we could just get right to it. I don't. I don't. Seatbelts, everyone. <laughs> uh, guys, if you have to destroy whatever is in. Uh, my head or whatever. If you have to kill Willie by, if I have to die or. You're never going to have to die, Ron. We're not going to. Oh, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> We're not going to have to <laughs> yeah, die. Ron, not boy. You know, Who's this to, guy? You know, but Ron's not going to have to die for this. If no, 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 no. You if something have to. happens. Oh, well, I mean, unless you don't get out within, you know, an hour, then <laughs> yes. Wait, what? I take my gold back. It's like, you're not going to teach him anything in an hour. <laughs> That's what you. T- <laughs> 
she's got a, she's got a sack of 200 gold in one arm and one gold the other, and you take the one gold back. Oh, God. I'm sorry, what was that last part? We have an hour? Yeah, the spell I'm going to cast only kind of lasts an hour, and then you'll turn back into three-dimensional. If you're inside Ron's head, when you do, then Ron's head will kind of explode from inside with four people oh. in it. Can you? Uh, so, okay. Uh, Again, it's hard for me to actually manipulate things within a mental cortex. That's why I can only look inside, and I can't grab the memory right now. But you'll be fine. Ron pulls a piece of paper that's, like, folded up a bazillion times uh, out of his pocket. You mean eight times maximum? Eight times <laughs> maximum, Beth. What? <laughs> you can only mathematically... It doesn't matter. You, you can, can only fold it. Fold it has been folded multiple times, is what Oh, folded said. and unfolded. I yeah, see. Like like I apologize. No, no I'm think, with you. No, I'm uh, with you, Anthony. Don't fucking push the physics reality of this. <laughs> Anyways, it's been folded up a lot. And, um, it's been folded like, up 20 times in a row. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Reached the in moon. half, 20 we're in a times. dimensional yes. witch's house. Yes, because we're in the Forgotten Realms. Yes, he didn't need the help of the dimensional witch. Okay, but he says, this is my last will and testament. Um, oh. Don't open it, because <laughs> I actually don't know what a will does, but we were talking about it a lot the other day, and so I just thought I should have one. Wait, did All you right. just write this? Yeah. Oh. Okay, wait, do you want to give it to us? I earlier today. Payton's like, do you want me yeah, to take it because yeah, I'm not going yeah, in? Yeah, here, here Payton, don't, no don't, please don't read it. He puts his hand on his heart and says, I promise... Of the life of my son. When the hour's up, how do we get out? We don't get out. We blow up his brain. No, no, no. no how no. do we leave Ron's brain, <laughs> yes. smartass? Oh, sorry, Daryl. I was actually going to get that. Thank you so much. So you're all going to turn and look to Ron, and you're going to say some sort of agreed-upon phrase. You can agree on whatever it is that you want. It's basically going to be your exfiltration phrase. You all say it together, and then Ron's physical three-dimensional body here, will its eyes will open, and I'll know that it's time to come get you. But you're going to have to say it, because otherwise I can't know to come get you. Okay. But oh. if we don't get it in an hour, we can just pay you again to go back in for another hour, right? And now you understand my profit margins. Ah, now you understand okay. the business model that has made me the woman I am today. So all we really have to do is like not forget to say this thing when the hour is about to That's end. very, very fun. Can't you just pull us out at 59 minutes? I could. Yeah, a lot of men have tried that. <laughs> 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 Beth is taking a victory swing of Topo It wasn't Chico. even that good. It doesn't even make sense if you think about it. But that's that's, that's humor, baby. That's show too bad that that was funny because I was immediately going to try to retcon that into something that made slightly more sense. <laughs> yeah. No, time is different inside. I get it. Okay, whatever. No, I mean, that's weird. And pulls out. We got to say the words. Y'all ready to go in? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, okay. What's we need our phrase? A, okay, what's, what's our phrase? phrase? I, don't, I don't want to kill Ron. What about, that's the phrase. That's it right there. Yeah. We look right oh. Ron in the eye. We say, I don't want to kill Ron. Yeah, I'll remember that. Right. That's my first motto. That's it. What? I don't know. I just feel I've ever come up with has been oh. used by the team. That feels good. Oh. Flashback to Glenn receiving an email, and it's just like from Daryl. It's like proposed team mottos for, <laughs> and Glenn like narrows his eyes. Always Darnell doing the mottos, or, and know, then like, and then Daryl's like, I'm just thought I would get a temperature check from all the other parents in the soccer uh, teams. If uh, what do you guys think? Are about we these married models? to Go Doodlers? Like, are we sure? Like, I, don't I get just me wrong. I love Go Doodlers. I just workshopped a few. 
Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Chime. Ding dong, it's summertime. Oh, wow. It sh- summer should be about I'm chilling warm. with your bros and warmth, not financial stress. But with a Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so too Will do your, your opportunity. Pee-pee. Well, maybe, actually. Okay. Will Chime get my bod ready for swimsuit season? It will get your... Uh, credit score ready for loan and car or home season. <laughs> so yes. Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Here's what it's got. No annual fees, interest, or credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. And there's like all some sorts of extra features. So for example, fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying That's direct a, deposit. Where's Waldo uses SpotMe? True. <laughs> After Waldo sets up a qualifying direct deposit and he signed up for SpotMe, Chime will spot Waldo up to your limit when Waldo makes a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that sees Waldo's bounce if they can find him. How how do you think Waldo affords going to all those places? He's traveling all the time. It must cost a fortune. He's probably using Chime to build up credit to take out, I guess, loans to take trips places. And here's the thing. When when Waldo goes around, there's like 60,000 plus free-free ATMs. Waldo can go to any ATM. He could be anywhere. But they can't find him on the security camera. They can't find him on the security camera. That's more than the top three national banks combined. So you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money too. Chime to pay anyone, including Waldo. Chime members are not in cash out your money fee free. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can improve your credit scores all summer long. Get started today at chime.com slash daddies. That's chime.com slash daddies. Chime. Bro, you know that Waldo is married because he's always hiding from the wife. Dang. Chime feels That's like who progress. you play. Yep. That's who you play and where's Waldo? You play his wife yep. looking for him. And I'm just nagging him all the time. Poor guy's just hiding out. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Spot me eligible requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advanced fees may apply terms and conditions apply go chime.com slash disclosures for details Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Hims. Hymns. Uh, it's boner pills, That's y'all. That's special somebody. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you in a discreet package this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> Delivered to your doorstep by Hymns. Uh, sick of the one-size-fits-all method, especially when it comes to your erectile dysfunction treatment? Yes. Good news, you got options now with Hymns. Hymns is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Mm. From the, they spelled comfort wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so silly. Hymns provides Access to doctor trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments. Wait, like are they chewable or are they hard? They're chewable. So are I, wait, you. Can I get a hard yeah. mint that makes my penis chewable? <laughs> <laughs> brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives are up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple, 100% online. Answer a series of questions on their site, and the medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance necessary. It's not free, though. The shipping is free. The shipping is free. The medication is, you're going to still pay money, obviously. They're not just handing out boner pills at Biden's America. Pretty sick. They should do like the Red Bull. Ladies, do you know what I mean? Oh my god, oh my god. I would imagine? love to be a Red Bull woman for boner pills. So if ED is getting you down here, it's time for you to join yeah, the hundreds yeah, 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 of yeah, thousands yeah, yeah. of trusted him subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash daddies. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See the website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. 
So everybody close your eyes, because I'm going to have to go to fifth dimension. Why did I close my eyes? (laughs) Matt Arnold asking that question. (laughs) And she goes, zing, zag, zoom. And you hear her body uh, matriculate out into a bunch of smaller versions of itself fractally surrounding you. You can feel yourselves leave your own bodies, but also still take the flesh with you in a weird way. You are both three-dimensional and four-dimensional, and then you feel the transition fully happen into four dimensions. And Henry, you become a fourth-dimensional beagle. Daryl, you become a fourth dimensional schnauzer. Glenn, Glenn. Uh, That wasn't so bad. And Terry, Terry. And you all appear and the world around you, first thing you notice is that it's all a little bit hazy. It's all a little bit wavy. You can sort of definitely make out all the details, but you definitely has that like, I'm watching a TV show and this is a flashback filter. A little bit of bloom and the highlights. A little bloom. More hair. And the next thing you realize is that you are in the tower of Terry Sr. And you are looking at Terry Jr. holding the decapitated body of Terry Sr. And you see Ron say, Who's your daddy now? (laughs) And then Terry Jr. in your memory looks to you in your memory, Ron, and goes, that's what you said? I didn't hear what you said. You said that? I was so freaked out about, oh my God. I, um, I just... This is a. Can we not? Can we go somewhere else? Can yeah, we go somewhere else? Okay, so you Daryl instantly runs up to Terry's, is like <laughs> being a puppy. Little puppy, little puppy. I need to focus on just focus on the puppy. Focus on the puppy. Don't think about this. Don't think about it's this. It's a hard memory to go right into because it's like I, I, I'm not proud of it, and yet I kind of am proud of it because it was such Don't a. Don't tell me you're proud of it. I'm you're not, not making it better. I'm you're not, making it worse. No, no, no. Our relationship go, was doing okay. Let's go somewhere else. Yes, let's go somewhere. So as you say, let's go somewhere else. You can see there is a shining purple light in one of the cobblestones of this tower and you can feel it beckoning you. I touch it. Okay, so you touch it and a purple portal opens and you can see in there a swimming pool. It's a public pool, a bunch of kids are splashing around and you can sort of see it as if you're looking through a doorway and you see a younger, unfortunately more hot version of your dad, Willie Stampler, in the pool. E.R. George Clooney. Yeah, you truly hate to see it. Uh, and he's looking up at a diving board. Guys, let's go here. All right. Okay. okay. All right, Ron. We're right here with you, Ron. I mean, let's hit the pool. No, all right. So you step through the doorway, and very suddenly you find yourself, all of you, lurching forward, and now you're standing at the back of a high dive, a top, and you can look down and see a pool, almost like you're in line to jump off of the high dive. And ahead of you, at the end of the board, what do they see, Ron? Little Ron. Aww. Guys, that's me when I was a kid. Luscious head of hair, Ron. Yeah, he has a ton of hair. and Like um, Fabio hair. <laughs> no, just like kind of bushy, curly ah, hair. Ah, yes, 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 very good. And um, his swim trunks are like a little too big for him, and he just looks uh-huh. kind of like he's drowning, and he's not drowning literally, but just a really short kid. Oh, Ron, were you a high diver? Did you dive a bunch? Well, I mean... No. Yeah, Daryl, I don't think we'd be back in this memory if this was like a fun thing that Ron did a whole bunch of. Do you oh, know maybe maybe he like fell off re- or something. Re- yeah, read although, the room a little. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, oh. that thing that I did with Terry Sr., I, I mean, that, you know, that was a cool th- action that wasn't that cool. But um, uh, I mean, no, I'm not a high diver. Oh. So you hear from the pool beneath you the voice of a younger Willie Stampler going, just jump already. Just do it. You're not going to learn if you don't. This is how we're doing. You're going to jump in. You're going to learn. I'll catch you. You'll learn to swim that way. Come on. I don't Holy fucking, shit. my fucking fingers are pruning. Don't try and catch the kid. <laughs> That's dangerous. How high up are we? And how old is You're this like 10 Ron? feet up. Oh, fuck. And how old is he? Probably six. I do not have all day. Your mother made me bring you. 
I brought you, and so you're gonna learn something. This is gonna be purposeful. Come on, let's go. Jump, 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 go, jump, go, go, go. I'm waiting, go. I think Ron standing behind young Ron is just like, just go out, just do it. Jump. Go on, jump. Why won't you jump? And then young Ron is, uh, <laughs> ooh, this is a new voice. What could I do? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Ooh. Young Ron. Young Ron. Move over, young Sheldon. <laughs> Dad, it's really, it's really high up. Oh, God. I would do anything for young Ron. (laughs) Yeah, I would die for young Ron. It's already so cold. He goes, it'll be warmer in the fucking pool. How many times do I have to convince you of this? Yes, it's high up. That's the point. If you jump from a place that's really high, you'll never get scared jumping anywhere beneath that. We're ripping the Band-Aid off, okay? Okay. Ripping the Band-Aid off. Rip it off. One, two, three, go. Rip it off. Could Could you count to three again? One, two. Three, go. And little Ron still doesn't jump. Old Ron steps up like right behind young Ron. It's just like, it's actually, it's actually pretty warm. It's not that cold. And then I think young Ron jumps. <laughs> so this is a small detail, but how does young Ron jump? <laughs> does he try to like swan dive? Does he cannonball? Does he just step off and just let gravity do its thing? I think he just steps off. Great. So he steps off his luxurious long head of hair whipping upward as uh, he hits terminal velocity. Terminal velocity! (laughs) And dies. (laughs) He doesn't hit terminal velocity. And he hits the water. And immediately, he begins to sink. And Willie starts wading toward him, and he goes, now's where you learn to swim. And he puts his hands behind his head and just looks at Ron. And Ron, little Ron, you are kicking as hard as you can and sucking in water into your mouth, and you can feel yourself falling underneath the water and your head, it's getting harder and harder to keep your head up. Whoa, Schnauzer wait. Dog's just jumping hey, in the yo, water, yeah, by we the way. Get in here, guys. Schnauzer yo. Dog jumps yeah, into the water. Henry Dog jumps in. <laughs> Glenn jumps in, but as he does, he makes sure he catches the eye of a MILF in the memory. <laughs> <laughs> Philip K. Dix, the MILF in the memory. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes in and he like does like a finger point. <laughs> I like the idea that Glenn doesn't jump until he finds one. Like he's looking around. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Need to find a milf. Need to find a milf. Ah, there we go. Hey, hey. She slowly puts her sunglasses down and like, ooh, like with her lip. Who are those dogs? Who let you out? So all of you jump into the water and I assume you, you're trying to, you know, help Ron up. Yeah, I mean, just instinctually, I can't yeah. not. I don't want to step on Beth, but like this dog's no. jumping in the water. No, yeah. And so you all start lifting Ron up out of the water. Little Ron is, is coughing and sputtering and young Willie is just like, Jesus Christ, you're never going to learn. And you can see around you in the memory, that's exactly what some other swimmers here saw the kid was drowning and mm. intervene oh and they're, they're with you. And Willie's like, great. Now he's not going to learn. Congratulations. You just fucked me. And the, the woman who saved him is like, what do you think? He, he takes Ron. Oh, we want to play back. these people, I feel like. What? Fucking big ass mushers. Hey, shut up, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got big old barrel chest and like a lot of hair. Took 60 episodes of the Fire He's like, I'm playing this. I'm playing this. I found NPC. me. This I is my the NPC. This is my design. <laughs> Hey, shut up, asshole. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, you step into the place of what was a massive mustachioed so dude. Zangief looking ass yeah, motherfucker. Zangief you know looking dude. But Glenn takes his place. I play a character too. I'm a mom. And I go, what the fuck? Somebody call the police. This guy's an abusive asshole. And he goes, oh my God, stop fucking whining. It's my kid. I'll fucking handle it. And he begins to walk away. I go, oh, can't say anything about that. It's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that. You know what? 
Sounds like, seems like a pretty good dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Hey, there's another kid drowning. Oh, too late for that one. A lot of kids learning today. <laughs> As you see young Willie and young Ron begin to wade their way out of the pool, you can see some ripples in the pool coming from behind you, and you hear some splashing. And as you turn around, you see glowing bright and purple a vision of current Willie. Henry growls at him. And he looks at current Ron, and he goes, that's kind of on you. I don't know what to Get tell you. Get the fuck out of here, Willie. No one fucking wants you here. <laughs> what the f- Leave. Yeah, I bite his butt. Leave. Get yeah. out. You bite him. You yell at him. You go through him. He's spectral. So I assume you're trying to find the, the anchor, and that's fine. You can go ahead and try to find it. Probably not going to work out for you, but I just want you to know it was your fault for not being good enough. Henry takes a piss on Willie's leg. <laughs> and he goes, Jesus, these are new, and starts like slapping at his spectral pants, and he goes, you're real mature your friends are. I'm swimming, aren't I? Oh, you get inspiration for that. Nice. Ooh, That's yeah. Get him, Ron. Get him, Ron. He kind of doesn't know what to say, and he disappears, and where he was, a portal opens up. And through that portal, you can see your childhood home. You can see a kitchen, and a lot of pots and pans are, are laid out. Dude, this is like a tearjerker indie game right now. I love it, dude. <laughs> that made in Unity He comes back, he's like, right exactly, now. you learned to swim, so I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. hey, actually, you know what? <laughs> I take it back. Oh, no. Oh, I'm no, fucking sorry. great at this. <laughs> oh, no. no. You got there, did you not? Baby. Hey, Ron, that was really cool how you stood up to him. That was really, you, you were worried about saying the right thing. You nailed it, dude. You're doing a good job. Yeah, he wasn't here, though. I didn't say, do you guys want to see my kitchen? Yeah, yeah. man, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, there's some, one uh, more fruit roll-ups invented. Well, they weren't in here anyway, so I. this is <laughs> this is where I would have put my fruit roll-ups oh, if I had it. the saddest no. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Put my a fruit roll Never heard it said that way. Is the saddest way to say that. A child <laughs> holding a little space in the cup. It's for his fruit roll up. Someday I'll put fruit roll ups in there. Oh. So you go back through, you go through the door into the kitchen. As Glenn goes through, he kind of like gives a little wink over to the MILF and he did a one performance. <laughs> she fans check. herself. Go for it. I rolled a one. I'm going to play the MILF. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Wait, so it's Glenn's subconscious bleeds in and it's his own mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I look at you. Goes, oh, and yeah. Go, and I go, anytime, baby. I want to get pregnant with your dad. Oh, and I lean no. in. I fall ass through the portal. Like, whoa, run. Whoa, your memories are crazy, man. That's great. That's very good. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you head through your portal and you see a memory of Willie at the door, lazily putting on a tie and speaking to young Ron again. Saying, hey, I'm going to go. I got a, a fucking a business thing. Your mom's upstairs. She's sick again. So your dinner's on you. Uh, I'll probably be back like eight, nine-ish if she like talks a lot. I'll be back. I'll be back. Fucking just Is there cut. anything in the fridge? Hey, you know who gets to find that out? Is you. Fucking here's $5. Whoa. Just walk to the fucking corner store and get something. $5 is like, is like $400 in <laughs> 2020. If I come back and there are any Fruit Loops, you are not going to be happy with what happens. So I will be back. And he leaves. Bye. I love you. He closes the door behind him. You are all in this memory. The same height as Tiny Ron. And you look up oh. and the so, countertops. They were dogs, so. Yeah, sorry. actually, you're dogs. Yeah, so for. <laughs> no, all we're proportionally <laughs> even smaller. Oh, yeah, proportionally so we are normal dogs, so we're bigger than Ron now. Yeah, we're bigger than Ron. So you're bigger than Ron, except for Glenn and Terry are very small. The same size as Ron. So they look up at basically these like countertops that seem like they're 10 feet high to them. So your seven year old self 
knows that in order to cook, you're going to have to open the fridge and find something to cook. And then you're going to have to figure out how the stove works. And then you're going to have to also find a way to get up to the stove and use the pots and pans and stuff. So what are you going to do? Well, uh, let's see. Hey, guys, uh, I'm going to call for my my dog. And then young Ron's oh, like, homie. yeah. Here, Rogue. Oh, that's so cute. I just got that. <laughs> this is too cute. You hear the sound of the dog coming down the stairs. What kind of dog do you see coming down those stairs? A total mutt, Heinz, like just oh, every type oh. of like weird shepherdy, pit bully, just absolute lovey boy. Aw, hey, bud. What's your name? I'm Daryl Wilson. I nuzzle his nose. Sniff his butt. I sniff his yeah. butt. Are getting sniffed so He's, hard. Yeah, he sniffs your butt. You go around in a circle. He like perfectly does like an infinity sign to Henry's butt. Oh, and hey, goes back nice to, yours. to meet you. Why you learn a lot about a dog by doing yeah. that? <laughs> Both of you roll insight checks with advantage. Mm. Twenty-two. Woo. Uh, with advantage, thank God. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, so both Ooh. of you can tell. This is a good boy. Aww. Ron, you have a good boy. Hey, Ron, this dog checks out. <laughs> Adult Ron pets him, I think. And like, uh, can he? Yes. Uh. Rogue looks up at you and its tail wags twice <gasps> as hard. And hey, its ears buddy. go back and it's just rubbing its face into your hand. And like doing that thing where like when a soldier comes back from the war and oh, the dog God. like literally oh, doesn't God. know how what are you to. Doing <laughs> to me, Anthony? You know, oh, because God. the dogs like literally their body isn't capable of giving as much love as they want to in that moment. So oh. they just start like going like <laughs> like their bodies just go in every direction because they're so happy. So like the dog in the memory misses a future run yes. as long as it's been. But this, the dog's only been alive for so long. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, Rogue. The dog is super happy to see you. But then it sees that little you is in a state and panicking, doesn't know what to do, and then comes over to little you and, like, nuzzles uh, little Ron's face. What is little Ron's plan? Okay, um, let's see. So a lot of the stuff that goes on the stove is hot, so it means that it's not hot to begin with. So maybe we should check the fridge. Young Ron is a smart motherfucker. Yeah, Ron, you're always smart. You're you're figuring stuff out. It's great. I didn't realize the fridges were cold for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) As you try to pull open the fridge, it's, it's too big. That door's uh, too big. It's sealed. Uh, uh, about the pantry. You can see, you know, a bunch of stale boxes of, like, grain cereal. It's just uh, brand saltines. Cereal. Yeah, a lot of saltines. Most of the boxes half empty. Uh, like, somebody, like, ate the last one and then just sort of threw it in there and decided oh, not to God. blow it alive. As if Willie wasn't a villain before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a bunch of Triscuits, the worst. But he's I hot, like Triscuits. But he's hot, so. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, Rogue Jack, is there any pasta boxes? And Rogue goes into this big pile of just like random detritus food, like old cans of beans and pickled hog's feet and stuff. But that presumably Willie just like stole from a bar. Pickled? And he comes out with a bag of tagliolini, tagliatelli uh, <laughs> on his head. And uh, he like, he comes up What's to you that and then <laughs> 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 the dog goes onto its hind legs and then puts his first two paws forward and joins the fingers together. <laughs> and goes, I'm a and, uh, that that's a dog that doing that was, it. That was, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a bit of a rigatoni. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so drops a bag of dry tagliatelle on little Ron's feet. Okay. Um, hey, Ron, do you want us to help you out with this? Or are, you, are we just going to, should we? I, I, I feel bad just watching a seven-year-old make pasta, but I'm okay with it if that's what you want, Ron. Whatever you want. Uh, it's your memories. I want to respect the yeah. boundaries of your mind. Yeah. Well, you know, I would help, but I still don't know how to make pasta. Oh! <laughs> Wait, so you don't you don't learn how to make pasta here? 
Well, we could teach you. Yeah, do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. And Henry leaps up onto the counter and turns the faucet on. Hey, bud, all you got to do is get a pot to put this water in. Henry nudges to Glenn to grab a pot. Oh, uh, listen, I don't got any papers right now. but uh, <laughs> I knew it. Glenn gets a big old pasta pot and says, oh, maybe this one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's bring this up here. And Glenn, like, just hucks it up there, I guess. And he's a little tiny <laughs> he guy. Henry in the face. He goes, oh, oh, oh. And then he grabs it and drags it over to the stove. And then uh, young Ron is like, where does the fire come from? Oh, you just turn this dial right here, but uh, you should only do it with an adult. But we're, we're four adults. Well, two dogs. Well, I'm an adult. Hey, it's all right. I'm an adult. Oh, there you go, Glenn. Let me tell you how to light this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn it and it clicks. And when it clicks, it'll, uh, it'll, uh, you got a stove. It'll uh, light up. It clicks. You got a stove. You got that little run? <laughs> yeah. So you just turn it until it clicks and then a little fire will show up. Okay. Don't touch the fire. Okay. All right. Could you give me a boost, Rogue? Oh. And Rogue sort of steps right next to the stove so that you can just step aboard him with your light little oh body god, onto his back. Use him as a little footstool. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, then I turn little Ron. <laughs> little Ron. <laughs> little Ron. <laughs> Turns the stove on. Go ahead and roll acrobatics with disadvantage because you're young, Ron. Okay, so that's a four. Oh. Okay, so with a four, basically your hand slips as you're trying to turn the dial and then. You try to reach out for balance and you reach at the pot and your foot slips off of Rogue's back and you bring the pot of water back down onto the ground. It's not hot. I mean, it just came out of the faucet. Mm -hmm. But you fall down and the pot hits the ground really hard and water goes everywhere and the fire is on now. Schnauzer mop. I instantly roll around on the ground and soak up all the water. Great, that's good. And then I run outside and I shake it off and I run back in. That's cool. Cleaned up. And Glenn goes, actually, you know, Ron, it's actually not much of a problem because most people don't salt their pasta water enough anyway, so it's actually good that we start from here. Uh, everyone roll <laughs> Everyone roll perception. I love it. Everybody rolls. 19 plus 4, 23. 19. 19. What? Wait, what? Oh, twinsies. Beth, what did you roll? I rolled 16 plus 3, 19. <gasps> Whoa. Triple 19. Anthony, that's... According to the rules, better than a natural 20. <laughs> we got four 19s. Kind Legally? Of. <laughs> you Legally got three better. 19s. <laughs> three 19s plus a 16 plus three. So you all, all of you smell something is burning. <gasps> Wait, I uh, can talk. What am I doing? Something's burning. Oh, yeah. Uh, Some of you are on the countertop, yes. right? Yeah. So you can see that there was a towel that was left on the stove and <sighs> just the tip of it has ignited from the burner. Oh, I, I should have shook the water off I, in here. I grab the towel and I throw it on the floor. Schnauzer oh, extinguisher and I roll around on the towel. Yeah, you're damp. You're damp still. That would help. So yeah, you actually managed to successfully make sure that the kitchen doesn't catch on fire. You put out the fire. And then Glenn tells young Ron too. It's like, even with the fire, it's not so bad again. As long as you'd salt the pasta water. And that's the <laughs> thing that everyone just misses. So you see young Ron feel a great deal at ease. Still a little bit worried because he's still got to make dinner, but like, he feels unusually calm and happy. And then you realize, old Ron, that this is not what happened. You remember what happened when there was no damp additional dog to roll on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ron, man, what really happened here? You remember the feeling, and thankfully your friends don't have to see this, though, but you remember in your mind the feeling of falling off of Rogue and Rogue yelping in pain. Oh, God. Uh, you remember trying to take care of him because you were worried maybe you'd broken his back or something. And he was fine. It just hurt. But while you were taking care of him, you didn't smell the smoke as the towel caught on fire and it began to spread a little bit. And then you remember the door busting open and Willie coming home and being like, I forgot fucking rubbers. Where my goddamn?" And then he saw that the kitchen was on fire and he very quickly grabbed uh, the sink. It's one of those pull off nozzles or whatever. And he, and he put out the fire and you remember a lot of yelling. Do we get any insight into that at all? So, Ron, you, the way that you feel this emotion 
in the same way that you can, you know, scratch an old wallpaper and pull it off to reveal what's underneath. And if you wanted to, you could do that with this memory fourth dimensionally. You can show everybody what happened. No, Rhonda's not. And we all look at each other like, Matt hey, heard it. There we go. <laughs> Matt's sad. Hey, yeah. guys, pretty good. We look, sound Yeah, really Ron, this is, yeah, good wow, job, yeah, Disaster like averted. We, <laughs> yeah, no Teamwork. problem, right? I just want to say thank you for being here, I guess. I guess uh, you're right. It went really well. You helped me out. Oh, yeah. We're glad to do that, Ron. We're glad we can be here for you. Again, you just got salt the pasta water on. Okay, Glenn. <laughs> okay. <did> Glenn. <laughs> just want to put that out there. The worst thing you could possibly do. <laughs> Literally the worst thing could have happened here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've avoid- it's, it's good, guys. We avoid the one thing that was the worst thing that could have happened, which was not salting the pasta water enough. So in front of you, another portal opens, and you see the cafeteria being made ready for an assembly at your elementary school. You see a big banner on the uh, stage at the front that they've set up that says the Happy Helper Awards. Adult Ron, I turn into Rogue and I pet him for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. And then I, uh, I go forth into the cafeteria. You go forth into the cafeteria and you see all the kids are assembled. The vast majority of them obviously just bored waiting for this to be over. But you see the principal of your school at the head of the room standing next to a little dais that they've brought out. And there are a couple of chairs for some kids. And you see a young girl that you remember who was one of, the, one of the most active Girl Scouts in your school, and she went out of her way to, you know, help old ladies across the streets and do community work and do charity and all the kind she of stuff. She fucking printed paper every year <laughs> she, yeah. when it comes to fucking cookies, outsold the shit out of everyone in the troop. They called her Hell the Thin yeah. Mint Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, you saw somebody that spent his weekends, even though he was, at, you know, in grade school, he, he would go to his grandma's hospice and, like, play guitar for them and stuff. Fucking show off. <laughs> Glenn and crosses then, his arms, fucking show off. And then there's a third chair that's empty, and then behind you, you see the doors to the auditorium open, and you see the kids turn, and suddenly you see their faces light up because they see something that they've seen a couple times and you see the teacher at the front of the class just go and like sigh and roll her eyes. And all of you see the image of young Ron riding on rogue, like a horse coming into the assembly. All the kids are going rogue and Ron rogue and Ron rogue and Ron. And what's little Ron doing? How does he feel about everybody being so psyched to see him and his dog? He waves to people, but he's, you know, he's just hanging with his boy rogue, you know, just like, doesn't really give a shit whether or not they're cheering. Like a full-on Queen's wave, just a little pivot of the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, is, is Willie going to show up in this one? Can we leave before he gets bad? This seems like a nice memory right you now. You remember that Willie is going to show up. I, uh, yeah, if you guys want to go on to the no, next one. No, no, we're here for you, Ron, whatever, whatever you need. You see little Ron on Rogue walk past a couple of parents that you remember are actually parents of the other kids, the other happy helper kids. You see little Ron ride the Rogue up to the dais and then sit down in his chair. And this part of the memory is a little bit hazy because you remember just looking at Rogue and Rogue looking at you during most of it. So you don't hear what the teacher is saying. You hear, wah, 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 wah. ah, peanuts. I steal one of the Girl Scout cookies and give it to Rogue. Oh, but don't it's do not, that. But it's not, <laughs> but it's not, not chocolate. chocolate. But it's not chocolate. Rogue eats it up. And because it's a dream, it's totally okay to give dogs cookies and dreams. I just want really, really quick. Do not give any Girl Scout cookies to your dogs according yes, to the never. internet here really quick. And then you hear, I don't want Ron Stampler with... The help of, yes, Rogue, the dog, your dog Rogue, there was a bullying incident. Uh, we won't say names. And yes, you and little Rogue managed to uh, protect one of our lovely students. And even though I, I, would love it if Rogue didn't, <laughs> I would love it if Rogue didn't show up, but yes, your fellow classmates have voted you a yearly happy helper. So congratulations. Is there anything uh, you would like to say, little Ron, 
<laughs> um, I guess it would just be just Ronald. Be Ron, teacher. Yeah. Ronald. Ronald. Ronald, is there anything you would like to say to the student body? Um, a little feedback. Uh, you can look into the back and you see the other two parents of the other kids are very happy and looking at their kids and giving them thumbs up. And there's, you know, an empty spot on the wall where Willie should be. Hi, I'm Ron. <laughs> and he goes, goes, we wow. know, Ron! <laughs> Hi, I'm Ron. Hi, I'm Ron. Hi, I'm Ron. And Ron is trying to think of what he would say because uh, he's seen, obviously, these other kids get the awards and stuff like that. But, he, you know, he's just kind of looking at the place where his parents would be if they were here. And he just says, happy, we can help. Yeah! <laughs> Damn, look at that crowd control. And Ron locks eyes with the Girl Scout and is like, that's smart business. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning. Yeah, yeah. she looks at you and she's like, yeah, did saving a bully put any money in your bank account? I'm going to Harvard. (laughs) That's what Ron thinks business is. Somebody gives you a bunch of free product (laughs) and then you sell it and they are forced to buy it. That's great. And so the teacher just shakes her head at the hi, I'm Ron chant. And she goes to the first boy and then puts a little pin on him that says happy helper. And she goes to the girl scout, puts a little pin on her girl scout sash, says happy helper. And she goes to little Ron and she puts a pin on him. And you remember in this moment, she just put it on a little bit wrong and the pin goes into his chest and it stings him. And Ron reacts ow immediately rogue can tell something's wrong and he sees this teacher doing something to you and it gets (gasps) stuck she goes please stop move stop moving i have to get it out and you're just wincing and moving i think ron's trying to to maybe take it off and give it to rogue or put it on rogue's collar or something oh yeah he's trying to take it off and stuff too but it's it's, it's literally stuck in your shirt and a little bit with your chest or whatever and so from rogue's perspective rogue thinks that this woman is hurting you and he bounds up the stage in two big leaps and he bites the principal on the oh, hand God. hard. And she shrieks and pulls her hand back. And you can see a little bit of blood already begin to trickle down her hand. And the auditorium suddenly goes silent. And the chants stop. Hi, I'm Ron. I'm trying to start <laughs> up. Hi, I'm Ron. You hear the close of a cafeteria door behind you. And you see Willie Stampler actually did show up. But just in time to see this. And while the teacher sees him come in and she goes, get, get them out of here. Parent teacher conference tomorrow night. I'm, we're talking, get them out of here. And so he goes, yeah, Jesus Christ, calm the fuck Jesus. And comes up and just grabs you by the arm and then grabs rogue and just picks him up in one hand kind of roughly. And then takes you out to the parking lot to your car. And as all of you follow him out to the parking lot, you can see that the car itself is now glowing purple and seems to have a portal associated with it. So if you get close to that, you'll be able to go into the <sighs> next memory. And as he's beginning to walk you back to the car, you remember, because it's happened to you, obviously, but you see him look down at little Ron's at the pin on his chest and says, happy helper. You helped up. They should have given you a sucker. It would have been more appropriate. And the car transforms into a portal. And you can see the interior of the car, but you can tell that this is from a different time. It's not from this afternoon. Looking at this portal, you see your mother on one of her very rare days where she was feeling well enough to drive somewhere in the driver's seat and you in the passenger seat and rogue in the back seat. Oh my God. It's taking all my effort not to be like, Hey Ron, this is a memory, right? And then running up to the principal and punching him in the face. <laughs> and be like, that really sucked, dude. <laughs> you can absolutely do that. Hey Ron, is this a memory? This is a memory, right? Yeah, it's a memory. Hang on. <laughs> Glenn disappears for a second inside the auditorium here. 
That really oh sucks, my dude. <laughs> and all the kids are like, yeah! <laughs> Henry is, this is very hard for Henry. Like, not to make it about Henry. Henry is just like, <laughs> his heart is breaking right now watching this all happen to Ron. And he just kind of goes up to Ron and is like, I, I I don't know what to say, Ron. I'm I'm, but we're, we're here for you, and we're we're here to bear witness to whatever you want us to bear witness to. You know, I I have some shitty memories from my childhood that I don't, I don't talk about a whole lot. But you know, sometimes I wish someone else knew, and so you know, maybe that can be some comfort that you know you're not the only one who sees this now. You're not the only one going through this. We're going through it with you. Yeah. Um. And you know, you said you didn't know what to say. I guess that makes me feel better because I didn't know what to say either. And so, um, yeah, I guess this is what happened. Uh, whatever happened. I'm, I'm glad you came. We met you and, and this is your future. Like we're here now with you. So whatever happened back then, remember like you got, you got three buds that love you now. Yeah. yeah. This is the past, not the present. Yeah, Terry man. Jr. Says like, yeah, you already got, you already got through it. Yeah. And Glenn goes, and by the way, I know what to say. Hey, Ron, look at the adults in your life kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. I should have said that. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, honestly, they all kind they of, they suck. were all yeah, pretty hey, fucking really awful. Really quick, we're all just going to be a consensus here. All those people sucked. Young, you rule. Yeah, I guess compared to a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're your business principal still alive? <laughs> I don't know. Glenn, what's, why are you so irresponsible? I'm just really peeved by this principle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, I'm no, just... she got an infection from that dog bite and died. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's fine. Rogue had rabies this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Probably should be put down. No, she, she has a very happy life right now, unfortunately. Uh -huh. yeah, all right. Well, I'm just real TO'd, you know what I'm saying, Henry? Hey, if everything goes well, the fucking epilogue of this season will be Glenn, Glenn going Mary. into this old woman's house and punching her in the face. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Actions have consequences, everybody. <laughs> DJ Danger Close go do some enforcement. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Rod. Don't mean to don't mean to derail, but uh, yeah, adults in your life suck. You all head into the backseat of this car. You sort of scooch in on either side of Rogue, who is uh, shaking. And you look into the front seat. And you remember in this moment, this conversation you had with your mom. This was one of the few times, like I said, where she was actually feeling well enough to go out. And she's saying, as she's been saying for the last couple hours on the way to your destination, she's like, you, you have, we have to go over it again, okay? We have to make sure the lie is consistent, okay? Okay, tell me what it is. Okay, you and I, we drove on I-95 West. We went about 30 miles past... The cardboard cowboy. The cardboard cowboy. Remember that. Car cardboard. It's the details, okay? Cardboard cowboy. We went out there, and I made you. You didn't choose to. I made you get rid of Rogue. Remember? That's what we're... That's... You made me. Okay, so say it again. Real, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Real quick. Just say it again. We went We went to I... I-95 West. Good. For 30, for 30 minutes. Yes. Past the cardboard cowboy, and... Um... And, um, and then you made me, and you made me, uh, get rid of Rogue. Yes. Okay. But yes. I, I didn't want to. No, you didn't. I, and I, I don't want to do this either. I, I'm, I'm so, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And she pulls in. But what if we, you know, what if we all drive, you know, what if we all, you know, we don't have to go, why can't we all live out here with Rogue? Uh, because I... I, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't be able to support you. I can't with my condition, and I, I, I can't work properly. And your father. I, oh, I know. I know. Your father is, he's a complicated man, and I'm not. But he he does bring home enough money. And the, the, here's the. She leans over and she grabs little Ron by the shoulders, and she says, "The most important thing 
is that you and I love each other. And as long as we love each other, that's enough. Us loving each other is enough. And there's nothing that he can do or that the world can do that can hurt us so long as we love each other. That has, that has to be enough. And the light ahead turns green. And she goes, oh, we're, we're, we're here. And she drives forward and pulls into the parking lot and stops at a no-kill dog shelter. And she turns to you. And she goes, it's, it's time if you want to say goodbye to him or, or, or anything. What do I say? He doesn't understand. Oh, honey, he understands. You, he, he, he loves you, and you love him. And I'm, I'm so, so, and tears are streaming down her face. And she says, I'm so sorry uh, that we had to do this. Uh, Rogue, I'm, I'm really sorry that you couldn't stay with us, and I wish, I wish I could go with you. But this way, you're going to have a new family, and... Uh, and I bet, I bet you won't even have to, to cook because <laughs> I'm not going to be a very good cook. Um, and I love you and I, I'm so glad that you were my dog. <laughs> and, uh, Rogue, Rogue looks at your face and, uh, your mom takes him into the shelter and that's the last time you see him. And... A portal opens up in the car. I'm sorry. <laughs> a portal opens up in the car, and you feel uh, stronger than ever before that your anchor is in this next memory. And it's a memory that you know exists, but has always been a little bit opaque to you as you've remembered it uh, in your adult life. In the same way that, that the Dimensional Witch told you that sometimes the ink smears, this has always been a very smeared memory. And so you're looking at it clearly, and that on its own is surprising and unusual to you. And you see yourself and Willie uh, at a lake about to fish. You've got fishing poles ready to go fishing. And you can see that the lure on Willie's uh, fishing rod is glowing gently. And you can feel that's your anchor. But you're going to have to go in and see all this happen in order to get it. Okay. Let's go. <clears throat> Let's okay. go, guys. Okay, I mean, run. Yeah. Whatever you need, buddy. Yeah. It's a few years later. You're in junior high by now. And uh, you remember that Willie had told you, like, hey, let's go do some, some man shit, some outdoorsy shit. You're spending too much time in your fucking room. You're like your mom. So let's go out into the, to nature and do some fishing shit. You remember that up to this point. It's been easier in a weird way. You've gotten a vibe that he's been more resentful of you and more irritated in your presence. But that means that he just hasn't been talking to you as much. And it's yeah. always been a relief. He's been giving you a lot of space. And it's actually been kind of nice. Maybe there's a little bit of hope or maybe there's a lot of anxiety about this trip for, for little Ron. I think there's hope. So Willie says, all right, so here's how you cast. You ready? Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to use my lure. Okay. Put the lure on. Okay. You go back like this. And then you fling forward real hard. Oh, cool. 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 Then you wait for a bite. You reel it in like this. And then there's, I mean, you're going to have to fight. You pull in a different direction. I mean, there wasn't a fish there, but like if there were a fish, you'd fight it, pull it in different directions. And then boom, dinner. This is oh. manly shit. You know, you go out, yeah. you make your own food, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, this is great. Let me, let me, can I try? Yep, go for it. All right. So I got the lure here. Use my lure. Go ahead. 
This oh, is, really? Is, yes. This is a Lucky. This is the Stampler family lure. I just decided when I swiped it from that tackle shop. But yes, no, it's the <laughs> Stamplers. It's still mine. I'm not passing it to you or anything like that. No, but yes, you can yeah. borrow it for the tr- for training purposes. Yes, go ahead. Okay. He only cool. had one lure. He didn't buy it. He did not. One. Yeah, he, for, he forgot that Ron needed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God. laughs> okay, cool. All right. So putting it on the string. This yep. would be easier if Beth knew how to fish. Yeah, <laughs> you put the lure on the string. You did yeah. it, I think. <laughs> I've never been Okay, and I'm, so I'm just going to cast. I'm just going to cast it. Yep. Okay. Fuck! Ah! Oh, shit. Oh. Fuck! The lure catches Willie in the back of his ear. Oh, God. And blood is streaming down his oh God. side of his cheek. And he goes, don't, don't move, don't move, you're full, you're full. Uh, ah, I'm bullying. sorry, I'm sorry, Dad, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. No, 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 don't, just do nothing, do okay, nothing. I'm not. Do okay. nothing. You will make it worse. And he and pulls it out of his ear. And he's just groaning, and he just holds his fucking ear. Dad, I'm really sorry. Ah, uh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's fine, it's okay, you're all right. Jesus, fuck, I shouldn't, it's on me for assuming you could, you know, do no, something without completely fucking it up. No, that's on me. Oh shit, a fish. Really? Yeah, no, there's a fish in the water. Okay, now we're gonna do a different tactic. Okay, this one's with your hands. Okay. Right? So do like I do. Okay, and he goes on all fours. Okay. Above the, the river. Okay. And he looks down into it. And you look down in the, the river, and you can't see any fish. And he goes, What you're gonna do is you put your face really close to the water. Okay. And this is the part that is beginning to clear up for you. The ink is beginning to take shape. And you remember, and you see in front of you. Your father very suddenly reach up and grab you by the neck and shove your face into the water. And uh, your hands are splashing and you're trying to get him to let go. And he doesn't. And he, he's just scrunching up his face just with what you initially think might be sadness, but is really just irritation. So he's got the lure in the, in the same hand yeah. that he's using to push you down into the water. And you can feel the lure digging into your neck. And you see little Ron reach up just instinctively. And his hand hits the lure and grabs onto the not sharp part and inadvertently pulls down and digs the hook of the lure into Willie's hand. And he goes, fuck. And he pulls his hand back. And for a second, you don't have his hand on your neck anymore. He begins to try to get up, but his foot slips on the on the, the ravel on the grocks and is he falls down into the shallow water and his head hits a stone a big sharp stone and blood is streaming down his head and he goes limp and he starts drifting into the middle of the lake and ron's head is up by this point right like i can yes yeah. yes you can see all this okay as you begin to clear the water out of your eyes you see that he is sort of floated to the center of the lake and he is barely conscious and he is beginning to, much like you did at the pool, he's beginning to flip it, like, kind of drunkenly, kind of lazily. He's flailing. And you can see that he can't get back on his own. He can't swim back on his own. And you can see, and you can feel, because you were in this position before, you know that there's a chance that he's probably going to drown if you don't do anything. Dad? Dad? Current Ron is, like, staring at this kid, this 13-year-old Ron, and uh, he's like, I know that this is a memory and that this already happened and I can't change anything. I didn't think I could change anything then either. I didn't know what to do and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't move. And um, I, knew he was in, I knew he was in trouble, but I couldn't move. 
<laughs> I didn't want to fuck up again. And then I thought... I thought... Well, if... What if I didn't do anything? What if I really didn't do anything on purpose? And what if I... What if I just... What if I just walked away? And he wouldn't be there telling me that I did the wrong thing. He would never be there telling me to... Tell me anything again. And so... Then I, I, I saw him, and I, 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 I knew, I knew that he was, I knew that he was drowning, and that I had to help him, and so I went, I, 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 I knew I couldn't do nothing, so I, 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 and then at this point, younger Ron hops in the lake. Younger Ron leaps into the, the lake, learned a little bit how to swim, just still not particularly good at it, but is paddling to try to get to Willie as Willie begins to stop struggling and begins to start sinking, and you see little Ron get close to him just as Willie slips beneath the surface and little Ron puts his head into the water and can see down there he can't see the bottom of the lake the lake is too deep and it's too dark and he watches as his father Willie descends into the darkness and when little Ron surfaces without Willie he's still holding the lure in his hand and this memory lure it's glowing bright purple and this is you know for certain your anchor I didn't think that I could do anything and then when I realized that I could it was too late ah so and little Ron swims back to shore alone and this entire time seems to have behaved as if you weren't there like, like he couldn't see you but as you say that, little Ron locks eyes with current Ron. And he steps forward and he just uh, puts his arms around older Ron. I think big Ron says that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. You can tell that your time is almost up. And you have your anchor. Ron, it's it's time to go, man. Are you you do you have anything else you want to say to Lil Ron here? Or are you do you we should but we need to go. There's a lot of stuff I wish I said, but I didn't know what to say. So I uh I don't want to kill Ron. Terry Jr. comes up to you and he says, Ron, to be completely honest with you, when we came back in here, I had forgotten all the anger that I had. And then when we went back to the tower, it all came flooding back really suddenly. And I was really angry at you all over again, and I didn't like that feeling. But your dad tried to kill you. You don't have to worry about what you said or didn't say. He's not worth that. And I don't have, I don't have anything eloquent to say or whatever. I'm a very erudite uh, 13-year-old. I say eloquent. Damn, do we? Damn, yeah. We should have let Terry say everything. Yeah, shit. My mom, Samantha, I'm very well trained. Yeah. Um, I don't have an answer for it, but I just want you to know that it's... I do have to be sorry for things that I said and did. I'm sorry that I said, who's your daddy now? I know it was really funny. I'm not that sorry. Okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry. The honesty is helping too, that the honesty is okay. But I just, uh-huh. I, I, I appreciate you apologizing to me, but in terms of this dude, you don't have to worry about what you said or, or didn't say, because I don't know if there's any path you would have taken that didn't end with him doing something fucked up like that. Maybe, but there's something I want to say, you know, now obviously is that, um, I'm so proud of you. Well, you don't have to. Uh, thank you. And I but. love you. 
I love you too, Ron. And I don't want Ron to die. I don't want Ron to die. die. Suddenly you feel yourselves getting yanked backward out of fifth dimensional space into four dimensional space and then <gasps> back into third dimensional we space. We go to two dimensional. Whoa, no. We got oh, no, that's too far. Flatland. Cartoon episode. Cartoon Matt. episode. Flatland. Matt. Here you got cheesy pears. Did you just drop a sound bar? Batman. And then, yeah, you're back in three dimensions and Peyton is like, Madam, thank you so much for teaching me. This is going to come in quite handy, I believe. Oh, <laughs> Pain Bud, what, what did she teach you? Oh, you'll see. Did you get it? Did you get it? Where's the... Ooh, and he sees the anchor in your hand. So now you have two. One is a, a symbolic anchor. One's the real thing that you had from your, your memory. You know, Peyton, I'm, I'm glad. I think totally you would have been wrong for that journey. So I'm glad... <laughs> Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson. Anthony Birch is our DM. Will Campos as Henry Oak. Beth May is Ron Stampler. And Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. The theme song is All Right by Maxton Waller. Courtney Therond is our content producer. Ashley Nicolette is our community manager. Chad Ellis provides additional editing. Robin Rapp is our transcriber. Special thanks to Paul Cravassier for a location name we used in this episode. And also special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, but especially Jana Jose, Hunter Sense, Jordan Carey, Sam Michaelis, Kester Shawcroft, Michelle Quippers? Quippers? Brooke Murphy, Jack Bainbridge, Chels Marie, Yggdrasil777, Mark Morrow, Michael Martinez, Clerical Error, Alisa Reed, Caratini Gaming, Chris Tan, Seung, Alexander Wilson, and Camden Hulk. These are our Patreon supporters who are putting the rest of you freeloading chumps on their backs, but it's not too late. There's tons of Patreon exclusive content that just went up this past week. We just finished up all three parts of the Star Wars Gungans and Daddies miniseries. That last episode is probably one of the funniest things just like straight up that we've ever recorded. If you missed our Father's Day live show this past weekend, you can still get access to the VOD as a patron at any level. That's two miniseries, our live show, a whole slew of one-shots and an extra talk show. I mean, this is a lot of stuff back there. You know, as time goes on, there's just going to be more and more stuff. So get on board now at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. It's five bucks. So much audio. Check it out. Patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. The Twitter's also dungeons and dads. Our subreddit dungeons and daddies. Next episode's coming out July 13th. I don't know how half the year is already over, but there it is. We'll see you then. There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down. Never brought you down. Older Ron is like, Lil Ron is my rap name. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Ron Stampler, and I'm here to say I'm emotionally damaged in a major way. (laughs) Dungeons Dice is brought to you this week by Greenlight. Go! As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. Uh, For example, they talk. You can order them around. They do chores. They do chores. Oh, wow. However, other things don't. They understand the implications of the capitalist uh, society that we Mm. live in. So having those conversations can be tough and complicated. Thank God for those picture books. (laughs) 
The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually managing their own money. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight's a debit card money. No, app. they're going to learn the way I learned by getting my ass beaten fucking Monopoly by my parents. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's get good. True. You say, you're like, I remember you get that little, little plastic, the other fucking little dollars. You're like, I got $7,000. And then I you're, made, you're uh, ruined. I made Jimmy quit Monopoly once because I kept hiding my hundreds under the board. And then I was like, he was like, I got you. You're bankrupt. And I was like, you mean these <laughs> thousands of dollars I had squirreled away? Greenlight is a debit card money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. With the Greenlight app, kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Could you imagine setting it up and being like, to set your tip for your kid's lawn mowing, and then your kid has to be like, all right, I'll tip you another 15% like they're an Uber driver or something like that. I, you know what? Here's what I want is because like my kid's reward for their chores is going to be just some homespun wisdom from me. Oh, God. Wow. You know, the chore is its oh, own reward. Text, so like maybe message, like, can they get, message. can I send them through uh, Greenlight, like one of those quotes like you get when you die in Call of Duty and it's like, honor is the value of hard work or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's could, it could work. It could work. I'm going to carry a tip screen around like for everything. I'm going to be like, it's just going to ask you a quick question. It's a quick question. Like, oh, sorry, Will Jr. I, don't, I have a son. His name is now Will Jr. Um, it's like, it's like you, I would have tipped you, but you didn't discreetly look away yeah. while you held up the tip yeah. screen to me. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons. That's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash dungeons. Go. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by Me Undies. My Undies. No, the company Me Undies. Duh. Oh. It's summertime and your balls are sweaty. We all know it. Your knees you're weak, cool. arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> There's sweat on his balls already. Ball spaghetti. Your crotch sucks right now. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Unless you're in some Me Undies because they got that breathable, quick dry, moisture wicking, anti odor properties. That you fabric, better you lose yourself in your undies the moment. Fabric is breathable and comfortable, especially the ball. Ball caddy, that's right. They've cut out some special space for the balls. Tell you what, we're on tour right now. That's why it sounds like we're recording from a hotel conference room because we are. And yeah, my sweaty balls do go in a ball caddy. Tell me something else they don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been packing a 100% me on these rig in my EDC. You carry your balls. Your balls are your everyday <laughs> that's carry. Right. That's I right. guess that's true. I yeah, am carrying wow. them around every day. It's been great on the tour bus. I haven't had to change my underwear once. No, that's not true. I, you know, I tried to make a ball caddy for my non-MeUndies underwear, and now my nuts just hang out of my underwear. Oh, no. Oh. MeUndies has a cut for every guy's butt. Over 10 different styles, ranging from boxer briefs to jock straps, or a special pouch underwear called ball caddy that keeps you <laughs> A from... disgusting idea. Oh, no. You know how they have that little flap in the front no. for number one if you want to no. pull your wiener out? No. What if there was a little flap in the back for number like two? Like an old-timey And PJ? you can just wow. sort of goatsy man your undies and oh just, just, just fire away without taking them off. Hear me out, me undies. These cuts, they don't have the special Will Campos goatsy uh, <laughs> cut. But because they do have come in over 100 different colors. Release the cozy And prints ranging from black <laughs> to dinosaurs. Truly the two ranges of underwear. All black or all dinosaurs. All- <laughs> oh, Matt's coming in, maybe. We'll let him in. Oh, Go we got to let Matt knock, let me, knock. I'm going to set the, um, the Noted underwear down. user Matt Arnold entering the ad. Hopefully not hotel staff trying to shut us down. Um, Matt. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I know we're maybe not that close, but just tell me. 
MeUndies, and I just walked like two miles to the coffee shop. And I gotta say, every part of me is soaking wet, except for MeUndies. Thank you so much. That's because of MeUndies. My signature. balls feel oh, so no. good right now. Okay, all right, Matt. Thank you. That's because okay. That's because MeUndies signature. I can't even breathe really well, but my balls are breathing great. Thank <laughs> you, MeUndies. MeUndies signature super soft fabric is breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. If you need something even more breathable and summerproof, they have a new, oh, they got new shit. The Move Me line with Breathe Fabric, which is They're more dropping moisture. the Goatsy line? You've heard of Breathe Me by Sia, but Move Me? Whole new song. Let's sing it, Freddie. Moisture-wicking, anti-odor technology, perfect for working out or just keep you extra cool on those sweltering days. You hear that, Matt? I heard it. They use responsibly sourced materials and work with partners that care for the workers. If you're not happy with their first pair of MeUndies, it's on them. Send them back. Not literally. They're not wearing them. No, not wearing yeah. them. Summer is coming. Be prepared with MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash dungeons. That's MeUndies.com slash dungeons for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from Just, the I'm outside. I'm telling you, they in. could do a goatsy print. That's all I'm saying. That's God. Fair. You guys mind if I strip down right no, now? No, Matt, no. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.